Hi, I'm Kevin Alvis with Big Talk Podcasts. I believe that everyone needs to treat themselves for a job well done. Whether it's surviving a workday jam-packed with mind-numbing meetings, or that five-mile bike ride down the lake with your friends, nothing says, I fucking crushed this, like a delicious cold beer. And there's no finer place to treat yourself than Chicago's northernmost taproom, Howard Street Brewing. Just steps from the Howard Street Red Line, Howard Street Brewing offers a cozy 37-seat taproom that's perfect for catching up with old friends or making some new ones. And don't let their one-barrel system fool you. It's perfectly pumping out a rotating menu of amazing beers like Roger's Proud Pale Ale, the Better Late Than Never Pilsner, and the This Is What Happens Larry Belgian Saison. Not sure what to try? Get a flight. Try them all. Like that beer and want some for the after party? Grab a few growlers for the road. You want some sweet merch with your beers? They've got hats and t-shirts ready for you too. So if you're in Chicago or planning a trip to Chicago, be sure to check out Howard Street Brewing. Open Tuesday through Sunday. No cash, cards only. Oh, and did I mention that there's entertainment every Tuesday night and trivia every Wednesday night? Oh, 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 and did I mention that you can have food from all the local spots delivered right to your table? Oh, 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 and did I mention that they're pet friendly? This place is the shit. So check out Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago and at howardstreetbrewing.com. Be sure to tell them Big Talk sent ya. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. And, bananas. and then uh, let's uh, switch it up, you know, uh, to oh, like. like to oat, 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 opus and bananas. I like to oot, 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 opus and bananas. And it's just, it's so much fun to play around with those sounds and it really gets those articulators working. And it's uh, What's the I one? Apples and bananas. Apples and bananas. Yeah, apples and bananas. Et, et, et. I like to eat, 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 apples and bananas. Everybody's got a little thing to say about the stuff they love. Pop culture. Rebel and a man are gonna teach their dads. Phil and Dylan, if they're willing. If they're willing to. Hop on, pop culture. Hop on, pop culture. Hop on, pop culture now. They're gonna ask the kids about books and movies and TV shows And those two guys might open their eyes and see it's all just a big surprise They're, they're gonna hop on, 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 honestly no because i just felt more annoyed more than anything like that prevailing feeling too i do not like group warm-ups like i i don't like them at all and i had to be reminded by the head of the college department that i was working at last year that hey dylan you probably need to lead some group warm-ups because these are all like 18 19 year olds Mm. and i was like Oh, yeah, because I stopped doing them as soon as I left college because I didn't like them. But, you know, these young people might appreciate them a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think we were both taught it's our it's your job. If you're a performer, it is your job to show up ready to go. You are already exactly. warmed up. You are already uh, exactly. limber. You are you are ready to go get in costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite stories of someone warming up and getting on my nerves. Yeah, is, uh, uh, I was at a Shakespeare festival. And uh, I was an acting intern and there was another acting intern. And this person is an absolutely lovely person and uh, they're wonderful and I love them and there's no hate or anything. <laughs> My goodness, this person, the director of the festival went out on stage 
to give the opening night speech. And uh, there were just all sorts of different pauses for applause. Of right? course. Hello, my name is so-and-so. Hey. Applause. This is the fifth season of such-and-such. Such. Applause. Yeah. And every time there was an applause, this other actor... From and I was watching them from across the stage. I am I'm backstage right. They're backstage left. Mm -hmm. And every time, every time there's an applause, this actor just starts going. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every was that a time, warm up. Thinking that the audience's applause is enough to hover. This, this nervous warm-up that they are doing. This weird Three Stooges thing that's happening. Yeah. Like, like, and that's insane. Like, it's it, we're already in places. The, the, the director's giving the speech. Stop warming up. Yeah, that that is truly insane. Okay, I've never uh, had anything that bad. But, you know, it's funny thinking about applause. One of the things that he started doing when we, we would take him to see music, he would clap after every song. And so we went to a park that has a bunch of musical instruments. And there was a kid who was playing like a xylophone type thing with him. And every time the kid finished playing, Mal started giving him a round of applause <laughs> and just said, oh, started saying, oh, good job. That's great. Keep going. Keep playing. <laughs> I want to say, I think that a xylophone is an absolutely perfect instrument for your son. Why, why do you think that? Because he can mallet. Oh, Phil, <laughs> come on. Come dad, on. Dad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. This has been a dad joke. <laughs> That's the dad joke of the episode. <laughs> Mal has really gotten to the age now where he, he loves music and he likes to sing along with stuff. And, you know, it's different every day. I mean, we'll go from, I mean, right now he's singing the entire car soundtrack beginning to end. So, you know, which is nuts. That's incredible. I love how quickly they can pick up on lyrics. Rebel knows the lyrics to Barracuda by heart better than I do. Oh, I know. I know. For Mal, it's um, Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. See, every time I think of that, I think of the YouTube edit where somebody took sound bites of George W. Bush mm -hmm. and put them into the order of the lyrics. I don't think I've seen that, but I'll have to Sunday, look Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> I I have definitely not seen that, but I will look it up. Uh, to see if there's a difference between my son singing it and and George W. Bush saying it. Well, one's one's a one's a you know internationally reviled war criminal, and yeah, uh, the other's just learning how to paint. So <laughs> fair. That didn't really clarify things, did it? I well, no, I assume it had. Yeah, to. I mean, you don't know what my son does. It's his malfeasance. <laughs> dad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. One of the other things he has been singing is Raffi songs. Ooh, I love so, Raffi. I do too. Raffi's been doing Raffi songs since before either of us were born. Exactly. And most of his famous songs, like really famous songs, came out before we were born too. 1980 so, for Baby Beluga, I think. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, let's um, just casually drop that Baby Beluga reference and assume everyone who <laughs> listens to this is able knows. to sing the song without any prompting. Absolutely. Yeah, Banana Phone was later, but like Baby Beluga is, is an early one. But you know, Banana phone felt like a resurgence, but I, I'll get to that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. So 
I guess what what's your personal experience with Rafi? I mean, do you remember listening to him growing up at all? Or are there any songs that when you started listening to him, if you started listening to him with Rebel, are there anything that any songs that like brought back a memory or anything? Because there were definitely some with me where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing this song as a kid. Uh, I think that uh, my parents definitely had either some cassette tapes or some vinyls. Yeah, because uh, my mom ran a daycare out of the house. That would have been the kind of music that would have been, uh, you know, sought after, especially in that time in the late eighties, you know, into the into the nineties. You know, I I think, and I don't know if you ever, if you ever got to do this, but you, the Appleton Public Library up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I remember a few times, like once or twice, Raffi came and performed there. Yeah, I remember, and that too. we would go and see that, and so I got to see Raffi in the like mid nineties performing live at the public library yes and i thought that was super cool i think one time he let me come up and like shake an egg shaker while yeah, he was i i was gonna say song. i thought that was awesome yeah because there yeah was, you um, seem just like a really chill cool dude who yeah. likes all of these uh you know nice fun to sing songs yeah exactly and uh but that that was as a child yeah and then as a teenager i was <laughs> brought back to raffi <laughs> By a viral video, and I didn't know what a viral video was in the year of our Lord, 2003, I want to say. Okay. But uh, this certainly would have been a viral video of of its time. Um, there was a flash animation of uh, these three people living in the same domicile, and one of them was, like, twitching and, like, had a spaced-out look, and uh, one of them, other people went to go check on him. And uh, when he touches him, all of a sudden his head like glitches and you start hearing this song. It's like very jaunty, sort of upbeat number. And it starts growing in volume as the scene continues. But only the people who have been infected or like touched the other person can Mm -hmm. hear this. But it slowly drives them mad. And by the end of the Flash animation, all of the characters have succumbed to it. And uh, the song in question was Banana Phone by Raffi. <laughs> and so all of us thought that was the funniest thing oh, at sure. age like 15, 16, you know? Yeah. And uh, Banana Phone sort of became this anthem of, hey, we're reclaiming this thing from our childhood, but in a weird way. In a weird, and, ironic kind of way. And yeah. And then I guess the third phase of Raffi in one's life is when you become a parent mm-hmm. and then you need music for your kids. So you tell the uh, Echo, hey, play Raffi. And then yep. it does. And you remember and all those songs. And yeah. And you see if it sticks to your kid or not. Yeah. And I, I have that very same memory of listening to Raffi at the public library. Um, but there was also a knockoff Raffi that would come there around. There was a knockoff Raffi. Um, I am so glad you said that. I knew for a fact that one of them was Raffi, but I wasn't sure about one of the times. Yeah. The, and his name was Mr. Pease, I think. The, um, Tom Pease? Tom Pease. That's what Dude, it is. Dude, I love Tom Pease. Yeah, Tom Pease. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we had a Raffi album on vinyl, and we also had Tom Pease on vinyl. And I always thought the Tom Pease album cover looked much cooler because he was like holding a goat by the horns or something and like had a guitar under his arm and was holding a goat with the other. And I was like, way sillier and he has much cooler facial hair than Raffi. That's true. Raffi definitely came once because the crowd was much bigger for Raffi. Dude. Yeah. Tom Pease was in Menasha today. What? 
playing, no. at, playing at the Menasha Public Library. I'm looking at his touring schedule. Uh, on the 11th, he's going to be in Ashland, Wisconsin, and then Eagle River after that, Wapaka, Stevens Point. He's going on, yeah, he's going on I, a Wisconsin tour. That's great. Right now. Is he dude. a Wisconsin guy? He must be a Wisconsin guy. I think he is. I think he is. Let me check here. Yeah, born and raised in Burlington, Iowa, it says. So not a Wisconsin. Oh, so not a Wisconsin guy at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And then, like, later, he moved to his brother's farm in Wisconsin to oh, okay. teach and learn about animal husbandry until they caught him at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I added that last part. I, yeah, uh, it's a real thing. Animal husbandry is a real thing. It is, but that explains the album cover of him holding a sheep that I remember. Yeah, apparently he's been doing a music, you know, performing. Like we called him a knockoff Raffi. I think that was disrespectful. This guy has been a full time professional musician doing children's stuff since 1982. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. Lives up by Amherst now. Wow. Well, good for him. Yeah, go. that's awesome. Yeah. So we had Tom Pease and we had Raffi. So Phil, how much do you know about Raffi just as a person, like his biography or anything like that? I know he's in his mid seventies and he's still touring and that's, and he's Canadian mm-hmm. and that's uh you know, I, I haven't really done a big deep dive myself into his, <laughs> it was, I'm sure scintillating biography. Oh, Is this yes. going to be a, they might be giants behind the music on VH one thing where there's no sex or drugs, just rock and roll. That's right. And in this case, there's not even rock and roll. <laughs> it's just, it's just beautiful, catchy children's music. <laughs> Well, as you said, uh, Rafi is a Canadian musician. He is actually originally an Egyptian-born Armenian. And during the Armenian genocide, his family fled to Turkey before emigrating to Canada in 1958. Oh, gee, I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. So like one of his big focuses right now is he is on the board of Canadian artists diversity or something like that, because that is a big focus on him is making arts more diversified. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great to know that he's got a higher calling. I mean, that, performing for children is certainly a worthy a high, and high calling. calling, but it's it's awesome to see uh that he's doing even more than that exactly and he's he's doing so much more and he's always been really focused on uh social issues and and mostly involving children but before he became raffi he was just a wannabe musician who didn't really know anything so in 1970 he started frequenting a guitar store just so that someone there would help him learn how to play guitar better so he That's would awesome. go to this guitar okay. store and ended up meeting a bunch of like famous Canadian folk musicians. Who what? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm going to say two of their names uh, okay. and I don't know who they are. All uh, right. Pop quiz, hotshot. Who are these yeah. Canadian? Who are these Canadian vocalists? musicians? <laughs> yeah. One is David Wilcox. And one is John Lacey. You know, the names sound familiar, but neither of them sound like musicians to me. Yeah, exactly. They just sound like yeah, guys who work at a guitar They both sound like center. tough guys, but like one plays football and the other works for, uh, uh, you know, we don't say the name, but, you know, he works for him, you know? Yeah, exactly. That kind of guy. So after he started learning how to pick and play guitar a little better, he started uh, playing folk music in all the coffee houses in Toronto and Montreal. And That's then... Great. In 1972, he hitchhiked to Vancouver to find, in his own words, fame and fortune. And then a few years later, 
he ended up coming back to Toronto because he was not making it in Vancouver. I don't know if there was a bigger folk scene or something hey, in Vancouver. You know, Vancouver's but... tough, man. If you can make it there, you can you make, can it, make anywhere. it anywhere. Vancouver, Vancouver, the city so nice. They they, they named, named it, it Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> so he he came back to to uh, Toronto, and because he had virtually no money, he was invited to sing in a public school. And he had some big hesitations about doing that because he was a serious folk artist. Uh, but he went, he needed the money, and he went and did it. And immediately, it was successful for him. Is is this like in Parks and Rec when Andy Dwyer realizes it, it that he I am could make more sure. money playing for birthday parties for kids exactly. than being in a serious rock band? Exactly. That is basically oh, what man. happened. Is that he, it, it was more just that he was a success at it and he started to really like it and he could write these funnier songs. Like he, he was always known as having a, a good sense of humor. So he could write these funnier kind of songs and play them for kids. And you know that, and he's basically been doing it ever since. So since 74, he has released 25 studio albums, which is awesome. Insane. I mean, that is a that is huge a deep am- catalog. Yeah, it is. You know, because when most people think of him, they think of like Baby Beluga, Banana Phone, that kind of stuff. But those are only like two of his albums. He has so much more stuff out there. And it spanned the genres of not just like funny kid songs, but also like he he's dipped into world music and tried to bring other cultures from around the world into his kids songs. So he's released different albums that are focused on different parts of the world. So that those kids can have songs as well that are just not in the English language. And oh, I, I have you know, heard him sing uh multilingual tracks for sure. Yeah. I wow, that's great. I'm so yeah. so wow. He's uh he's he's really focused on being inclusive and making sure exactly. that there's a place with his music exactly. for anyone who wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And he he has a phrase for that that he uses now. Uh, and that's child honoring. And it's the basic concept that uh, creating a humane and sustainable world, in order to do that, you need to address the needs of children first. And if you do that, then the revolution to help change the world comes from the younger generations. And that is what will help, uh, quote, redesign every sphere of society which I think is just pretty cool. You know, I mean, of course we want to be doing stuff as adults, but we also have to be teaching the next generation about the good that they can do in the world. And we need to honor the children and let them honor themselves as well, which is just a cool concept, you know, and just a very positive, upbeat kind of thing. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's inspiring. Yeah. And if you think uh-huh. that's inspiring, listen to this. So he... <laughs> This this is truly the insane part of, of his career. So he has never advertised himself and he has never what? marketed to children. Wait, he has, he's never he's never marketed himself. He's never marketed himself at like all. Like outside of his website that he has. Mm-hmm. He doesn't buy and ad space. He doesn't, he doesn't buy doesn't, ad space. He doesn't and monetize he has, his YouTube? No. And he has refused all commercial and endorsement offers. Like he, he does not like 
the idea that any marketing uh, marketing team should be selling to children at all. He thinks that just his work should speak to itself and he doesn't want anything marketed to children. So like in 2009, there was a, a commercial that was not directly adver- I mean, they said it was not advertised to children, but it was very clearly was. And it was for like some utility company. And he wrote a letter to the CEO begging them to take it down and saying, you should never market anything to children, especially anything that damages the world. So that wow. has been his entire thing. And it's also mean he's turned down like movie offers for his songs. Like a, there was a baby beluga script that was floating around. And oh God, he, like DreamWorks or Netflix would just tear that Exactly. Apart. And he just, he's flat oh, out refused man. to let any of his songs be turned into um, any sort of movie or any sort of extended thing like that. Because Dude, I don't think I've ever know. like thought extensively about Rafi outside of just like, you know, when I'm listening to his music. Yeah. Yeah, dude is a badass. Yeah, I dude know. Dude stands his ground at you know for his principles. Wow, absolutely. One of the things he's doing right now is some of his newer music is meant for the adults who were kids when he was most popular. So like kid, adults our age, he calls adults beluga grads. Uh, <laughs> so all of it, a lot of his new songs are focused on teaching social justice to adults instead which is really well, great interesting but just as some examples of some of the stuff he's done over the past few years uh in 2007 he wrote a song called cool it which is a rockabilly song that's a call to action on global warming and in 2016 he wrote a song for bernie sanders uh, presidential campaign called oh really the wave of democracy oh wow yeah that's uh, cool and then I feel like most politicians like they grab a song and either and they pay for it and, exactly. or they don't pay for it and then they get sued by that band yep. it, but like for for raffi to come out and just be like hey bernie sanders i am writing you your campaign song here you exactly. go exactly here you go i'm doing it and Although, I again, he, to I believe, he is, is, is uh, he is Canadian, so uh, we're going to have some people, I'm sure, claiming election interference. Oh, exactly. Because of Raffi wrote a song of for course. someone who didn't get the nomination. Exactly. I'm looking at one of his CDs on his website right now. Yeah. Evergreen, Everblue. Yeah. It's Raffi's Ecology album. Uh-huh. Yep. A celebration of our power to preserve the earth for all generations. And the cover art is insane yeah <laughs> it's okay it's it's his face it's raffi's face mm-hmm. but his skin is a like his skin is a blue sky with clouds yeah and then his beard is freeze like uh-huh. photoshopped in you know but his eyes and his lips are still entirely human as are his eyebrows uh-huh and the effect is just like a little, a little unnerving, weird. and I, but it looks it, it, at the same time, like it really I think gives the exact vibe of what I'm sure this album is, and I am oh. excited to listen to this a little later. Absolutely, and then so he also released a song in 2019 um, that's called "Young People Marching," this and is, that this was... album has the song "Cool It" that you were talking about. Oh yeah, great, yeah. Um, but this young 2019, people marching, you said? yeah, 2019. 
it's it was a song that was written for Greta Thunberg. Um, oh. that young woman who was uh, you know, gave that incendiary speech. Oh, we we stand Greta Thunberg. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. So he's just he's kind of a liberal, cool guy who writes children's songs. <laughs> like, I mean, and he is still active in in so many ways and doing these cool things. Well, now let's talk about the controversy. Yes. Is there any? There's none. There's no controversy. There's not really any controversy? No controversy at all. He didn't like ever uh, bully any backup singers or anything? No, no nothing like that, yeah. No. no the, the only controversy is that he's a super liberal and conservatives probably hate him. Oh, well, that's just that's just a state of existence. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. just where we are in the world right now. Man, well, I really love what he's dude. I really love what he's all about on here. And I am digging his website, raffynews.com. Yeah. Raffy spelled with two F's. You know what I really like on here? I'm looking at again, still on his website because it mm-hmm. it's like it's nice. It's fine. It just it also has this feeling of the bones of it were built in 1995. Exactly. Um, which is like it's kind of nice and nostalgic. Uh, but he's got this uh tab for educators, and uh, there's this uh take a breath self regulation song, mm-hmm. and it's a it looks like it's a free download, and yeah, he's got this whole thing about stopping to take a breath, and uh, it looks like he's worked with this guy named Dr. Stuart Shanker, who's a self regulation expert to help students, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just got like resources and stuff for educators this on is... here. This is amazing. I probably need this I think, take a breath, the self-regulation song say, more than I, my kid does. I this is something that we have been practicing with Mal right now. So like this is this is quite the fine. I did not dig into his website enough. I was just looking at a biography <laughs> and some interviews, but this is like wow, I love this. And I love that he has like the lyrics and the arrangements for his songs so like teachers can play them in class. Yeah, that's really nice of him to offer because, I mean, the whole point is to get kids singing. Yeah, but I think it goes back to, you know, like what I was saying with this whole website and, you know, just the lack of marketing. You know, I mean, he he just wants to keep it as basic as possible. Here are the songs. The songs kind of speak for themselves. And this is what I do. But I'm offering you these things to help teach the children of tomorrow. This is, yeah, this is amazing. I, I love this. <laughs> so, Phil, you mentioned earlier that, you know, shuffling Raffi songs on whatever listening device you have at, at your home. We we use Amazon Alexa's. Uh, yeah, we use that, too. Yeah. Um, but it's, is there any song of Raffi's that Rebel really glommed onto right away when she heard it? Um, uh, I mean, she likes some of the classics, like, you know, Six Little Ducks. Okay. Um, but she liked that when she, you know, when she first heard it on that YouTube channel, Super Silly Songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's just like a standard, like, classic. You know? Yeah. Um, and Raffi's version is fantastic, of course, because oh, he's Raffi. Yeah. Uh, so she liked that. And I don't know if she, I don't think she latched on to Baby Beluga. I don't think she really liked yeah, that one. Yeah, that's not one much. that Mal likes too much either. Yeah. 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 For whatever reason. Um, but it, like, I remember seeing that one in kindergarten, though. Like, my kindergarten teacher saying that to us. And that was kind of my introduction to him in general. Interesting. Uh, so, Mal, Mal really likes 
three of them in particular. Well, four. Uh, he like his favorite one is probably oats and beans and barley grow. Do you remember that one at all? I love oats and beans and barley I know. grow. That's it's so catchy. And he he loves that one. Oats and beans and barley grow. Oats and beans and barley grow. You or I or anyone know. He's going through a real um planting in the ground kind of phase right now. I mean, Amy's doing a lot of gardening this That's year. Nice. So, but he has a whole book that his uh, preschool gave him that's all about planting things at the different time, different seasons. Uh, so he's really into that. And the, that song kind of connects with that as well. But then Banana Phone always, you know, Banana Phone is a constant presence as, you know, as you were mentioning. It's an earworm. Once it gets in there, I think that's why the viral video is so funny because the song is catchy in a nonsense kind of way. Oh, yeah. And every once in a while, I'll just find myself singing it, like without even thinking about it. Just as I'm walking around, I'm like, ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. What? What am I'll I doing? Call what for is pizza. This? I'll call my cat. I'll call the White House. Have a chat. I'll make a call around the world. Operator, give me Beijing, jing, jing, jing. And then it goes into that like awesome saxophone. Oh, sort yeah. Of, exactly. Know, like Dixieland solo. It's like, oh, it's amazing. You know, it's like, it's playful. It's fun. It's silly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great song. It's super catchy. I love it. I will tell you though, when we put it on shuffle, mm -hmm. um, and this is this is no shade at uh Raffi at all. This is uh just a personal thing for me. Yeah. Um I'm not a fan of when uh when the religious songs Oh, I know I yes, yep. Like this will be doing like, you know, banana phone or something like that, and then all of a sudden it's like Michael Roy Yoda Shore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not as much on that. Yeah, for me, it's when it goes from something like Shake Your Sillies Out, which is great. Love Shake Your Sillies Out. That is a banger. Shake Your Sillies Out is my jam. I love that song so much. But then it'll go into like a very slow version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And I'm like, oh, this is just the algorithm doing this. But I don't like it. Is it so, him performing it or is it? It is. It okay. is. Well, I mean, you know, he's, you said yeah. he's got a very varied catalog exactly that covers a variety of like genres and moods and vibes and you know emotional tenors and whatnot yeah you don't have to like everything yeah just because we're hearing something you know slow at the you know at, at like a busy time in the day and we're like nah that's not it yeah doesn't mean it's bad yeah. i will tell you though i i thought that i had a raffi song stuck in my head but it's not raffi it's a tom oh. Pease song so oh. i'm so glad we talked about tom Pease earlier yeah. a little bit Okay, what uh, song apple is it? Apple picking time. Do you know? Oh that yeah, I, I remember. Apple that song. picking time in the morning. Apple picking afternoon. Or no, it's apple peeling afternoon. Yeah, I, I yeah. Love apple that pie song. served in the evening with a banjo picking tune. Yeah. Oh, that song. Yeah, is great. I, that's a catchy song. That is fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Question for you, Phil, because I've talked to other parents who have done this with a Raffi song, but you know the Raffi song, uh, uh brush your teeth. Uh, remind me, please. When you wake up in the morning and it's quarter to two, and you just oh, don't brush know. Yeah. Brush your teeth. When you wake up in the morning, it's a quarter to one, and you want to have a little fun. You brush your teeth. Yeah, it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it's the you brush your teeth. You brush your teeth. You brush your teeth. I've talked to a lot of parents who have used that. Ed for various other things and just change the lyrics 
you know, like one of I uh, one of our uh, friends used it to like eat dinner. So, you know, like when you wake up in the morning and you need to eat veggies and blah, 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 eat your veggies, you know, and just trying to get like, you know, dinner eaten. But we we've used it previously all the time. And even now at night or in the morning when we're brushing teeth, I'll sing that song constantly. And try that. I should try yeah. that because I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that Rebel is more proactive about doing it herself. Yes, exactly. Like she'd be happy to just let us brush her teeth for her, but I'm like, mm, you know, and Mal with you gotta me, do some things yourself, please. Exactly. Uh with me, Mal will brush his own teeth, but apparently with Amy, he doesn't let her she has to brush his teeth. So like huh. she came in the other night when I was putting him to bed and she was like, Why how how did you how how what what is this what is happening like how how is he brushing how is he listening to you on this it was like i don't know <laughs> hey uh speaking of speaking of media from our childhoods in yeah. wisconsin <laughs> yes please. Uh, and and dental hygiene Ooh. do you remember a little puppet show called timmy the tooth yes i do oh my goodness thank god it's not just me i it's, thought it might have been a not, fever dream it's not a fever dream <laughs> it existed Timmy the tooth. Yep. His dog was a toothbrush, and he was a tooth. And like there was what it was like was the was the villain plaque. Yeah, it was like a yeah. He had like a saucy sidekick who was Uh a peppermint. Yeah, exactly. It was like yeah, uh, peppermint candy or something. Yeah, that sounds right. So where what what are we talking about, Raffi? Raffi. And then I brought over to Tom P's just a little bit for the apple picking time. So what? Are there any other songs that you really that you personally really like outside of the ones that we mentioned? Like anything you remember vividly from when you were a kid? You know, I remember and I don't know. I think okay, I'm not sure, but I think that maybe one time either Raffi or Tom Pease did a gig inside of the media play because for some reason I associate being in that store with the song apples and bananas. Do you know that yeah. one? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and like I love that. I, I love that as like a vocal warm up. Like we were talking earlier about actor vocal warm ups. That's why I, I do that one. I just sing that song sometimes if oh, I just yeah. need to do something light. Cause you just switch the vowels around. I like, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and apples bananas. And bananas. And then uh, let's uh, switch it up, you know, uh, to oh, like, like to oat, 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 opals and bananas. I like to oot, 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 opals and bananas, and it's just it's so much fun to play around with those sounds, and it really gets those articulators working. And it's uh, what's the I one? Apples and bananas. That's the apples and like. bananas. <laughs> yeah, apples and bananas. Et et et. I like to apples eight, and eight, 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 apples and bananas. It's, it's so much fun. That one always sticks with me. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Oh, I must like be Santa from his Christmas album. Oh, I love that song. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. I have a secret soft spot for the Bob Dylan version of that song. Oh, yeah. If you haven't, you need to watch that music video that he's Bob Dylan put out because it's a bunch of happy Christmas stuff. And then there there comes just grumpy Bob Dylan just popping up like behind <laughs> the couch and stuff. <laughs> like 
It is very funny. But the the other one that I really like is his version of Wheels on the Bus because he gets kids involved with it. So like it's him and kids singing it together, which is just really lovely. Yeah, and if you're a kid listening to that, I feel like you're more probably more encouraged to sing yeah. along. I try to make sure that Rebel always feels encouraged to sing along. Oh yeah, us too. You know what obscure song Rebel knows very well, and I'm very happy to hear her sing. Where Evil Grows by the Poppy Family. Ooh, nice. Because it was in the Sonic movie. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted me to make a playlist of music from there. She has heard it so many times that she just sings along with it. And she like gets the tones. Like she's trying to harmonize. Like she knows this song. It's really, it's really funny to me. I have a weird one that Mal knows. And it's an REM song. Of course it's an REM song. It's that special time of the episode <laughs> where Dylan mentions that Mal is really into REM. <laughs> Is he proud of it? I think so. I think so. It's just so funny to me because he is a song from their last album called Walk It Back. And it's like a song that unless you're an R.E.M. fan, you don't know at all. And he knows all the words, you know, so he knows that, you know, Shiny Happy People, uh, Supernatural, Super Serious by R.E.M. You got to get him singing No Children by Mountain Goats. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> eventually if i if, the, oh that would be the, the juxtaposition of like uh is is mind-blowing there is a raffi song as soon as i read it as soon as i read the name of this particular song uh i could feel a surge of memories but there's just something blocking it and i think i need to hear this song in order to unlock it uh but the song is called willoughby wallaby Woo. oh i love that song i love that song so much Oh, okay, it's come back. It's the ending. An elephant sat on me. This is this is the song. It's awesome. I love this. It was a fun song. I I yeah. That is one that whenever Mal hears that, he laughs every time. His new thing is like, say what's what's one of the names? Justin, like and uh Willoughby Wallaby Wustin, an elephant sat on Justin, and he'll say, Justin, what? And he does that with every single name and then laughs at it. Yep, yep. Kids indicating that they understand something to be funny is both adorable and very, very tiring. (laughs) All the life has gone under Phil's eyes right now. It was January 2019. The waters broke. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) I wasn't just watching Jaws and then, I suppose, comparing the movie about the giant man eating shark to childbirth in some way. It was doing better than that. Well, if that's not an ending, I don't know what the fuck is. I'll just say this. I love rap. And I'll put that in there somewhere. I love rap. We want to say thank you to our kids, Mal and Rebel. We want to thank our wives, Amy and Michelle. We want to thank Kevin Alves and Big Talk Podcasts. And we want to thank Jason Moody for our theme song. Come back and catch us next time on...
blah, blah, blah. Big talk.